Welcome everyone to the Progressive Podcast, the podcast that will help you progress your health and fitness goals, enabling you to enjoy life more by having a healthier and more active lifestyle. I'm your host, Aaron Williams, and I'm sat today with my co-host, Luke Lamont. And on today's episode, we're talking about how to overcome the seven common health and fitness barriers, part two. Um, so we're moving on from last week, we got up to money last week. Um, we know Luke fine, as he was last week. Um, so our next one moving on is support and accountability. Um, so just elaborate for us, Luke. Uh, so hello everybody listening. Uh, so what we mean by support and accountability is people often feel alone, like they've got no support, they're the only one on their journey, uh, whether that's in their house or whether it's out of their social group or whether that's um, in their work environment. Um, so they feel isolated, like nobody's trying to help them, um, especially in terms of work as well. I think that's a big, we've covered that one before, I'm in the office, job yeah. to do. It seems to be that sort of environment where there's people around you, people are bringing in cakes and things into work and then people are saying, go on, just have one, trying to break them, even though they're trying to you know, be a little bit more restrictive. Um, so they don't feel like they're getting that support. And then there's the accountability side as well, where you know, what's the repercussion if they don't achieve X amount of processes by a given time? You know, there isn't any account anybody there to keep them accountable. Yeah. So I think the biggest factor with that is be your own support and be your own accountability if there is nobody. Um, and then along the way, you'll more often than not pick up support and find, you know, you'll hold yourself accountable. I think once you keep it going for so long, you kind of like, I'm on a streak here, I don't want to break that streak. I know I've done that in the past, I got into a um, not eating McDonald's streak that went from like a couple of weeks to I think it was like nine years. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty long streak. Um, and it was actually broken just before Christmas um, by a mate of ours. Yeah, after a night out, uh, he broke me. But you know, nine years, not bad. And I haven't been on it since because, you know, I've built the strength not to have it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the support, if you, if you need that social support, you can make friends in the gym, you can, you know, go to classes in the gym, things like that. Um, and if you talk openly enough to your friends, you know, you might get them on board, you might get family members on board. And then the flip side, support and accountability, a coach. Yeah. Um, I mean, going back to the office job, I think what people need to need to do if they have got that goal and people aren't supporting it is distance themselves a little bit. Um, don't don't stay in a circle where people are constantly bringing in cake. I think we went over this as well, didn't we? Um, in our office job to do podcast, but people are constantly bringing in like cake, foods that you know you can't really eat a lot while you're trying to achieve achieve your goal. Um, distance yourself away from that. Um, it's less tempting if it's not there. Um, if it's there, you're going to be more tempted to, to take a piece of cake. Um, but if you're, if you're distance away from that, and you don't have to completely distance, like not talk to them or anything, but when they are bringing over cake for you, 
like just take yourself out of that equation so there's no temptation yeah i mean i'm dieting at the minute and i'm being fairly restrictive more restrictive than what i'd recommend for most people yeah i actually find it easier when people around me are eating the foods that i love i thrive off that knowing that i can't have it it makes me stronger because nobody's going to break me but myself yeah do you know what I mean? So I can cope in those situations. You might be the same. It might be the times that when you're alone in the evening, when you're bored, watching TV, you've got a cup of tea, it might be a bit cold, you might fancy some biscuits, or you might be a little bit hungry. Um, and that sort, of, that sort of stuff starts to creep in. So it could be that side where you need the support, where you need the accountability. And you know, that's when you might need to go, oh, message a mate, I'm, I'm starving. I'm bored, I'm starving. And they might be there going, no, do you know what? Just hold it. I got a client at the minute who works in an office environment and her goal's um, fat loss and she's having to say no to cake, but I'm her support, I'm her accountability. So she's getting on with it and she's finding it okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, it works both ways, really. Um, if you're quite mentally strong like Luke is in terms of diet and goals, yeah, then I think it, no. you know, it comes down, sorry Aaron, but it comes down to, do you really want it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, repercussions, I think, are key. Um, if you can create one yourself, whereby if you don't achieve the processes that you sell to achieve within a set given time, you know, create a repercussion. It could be that you've given a family member 50 or 100 quid, um, and if you don't do whatever by a certain time, say five gym sessions within two weeks, then that family member gets to give that like £100, £50 or whatever to a charity. Um, it could be something like that, rather than, you know, you say, oh, I'll do it, I'll pay it. Because you, let's face it, it's probably not going to be likely that you'll pay it. But if the family member's already got that cash, and then you say, right, I've only done so many sessions, you're not checked in with them, then that money's going to the charity and you've lost that money. And it's going to a good cause, but, you know, next time you might want to make sure you get those sessions done because you want that money. Yeah. Cool. Um, we'll move on from there. We've got quite a few points there. Um, so next one is knowledge and direction. Um, so yeah, just elaborate on what we mean by knowledge and direction, um, and then we'll get into the points that come underneath that. Cool, so knowledge for me is like, a, it's like a, to catch 22, I hear people say, oh, I don't know because I've got the knowledge. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I get it. And then other times I'm like, what the fuck are you on about? Because there's a thing called Google. So it depends what you're sort of complaining about for me. When you complain about technical stuff, whereby a coach needs to actually implement that sort of um, cue or task or um, correction, then fair enough. You know, like in a squat or something like that, or a deadlift, so in a movement baseball. Knowledge in terms of recipes or in terms of basic gym program, anything like that, you can just Google it. You know, I wrote a post about this the other day on Instagram and Facebook, and it was like, people are just lazy that they don't want to go out and look for it. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. And then they feel sorry for themselves because they don't know. When all you need to do is just Google it. It comes back to, you know, goals, and this is why directions linked with knowledge. If you've got a good direction and you know where you want to go, you're going to get there. For example, if you're going on holiday, 
You're gonna make sure you've got directions to that airport, which are then gonna get you to the next airport, which is then gonna get you to the hotel, which is then gonna make you have a nice holiday. Yeah. You've got that mapped out, you've got that direction, you know where you're going, you've then acquired the knowledge in order to get to that place. The knowledge being that, right, I need to get a taxi to the airport, I need to get an aeroplane from the airport to the airport, I then need to get a shuttle bus from the airport to the hotel, boom. It's the exact same thing with your goals. You acquire that knowledge, that'll get you towards your goal. And it's just simply as Google, as simple as Google in some cases when it comes to recipes and stuff like that. Because yeah. a lot of people say they struggle with recipe ideas or meal ideas. And I'm not being funny, but it's all on BBC yeah, food for free. It takes two minutes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been over, there's so much, so much information online for free. So in most cases, knowledge shouldn't really be a problem i mean you can even get like really technical things um if you're looking into like really sciencey things if you're going to go that far to progress your knowledge um and you can even get all that for free um so in terms of knowledge there is no reason why you can't learn um but you have just got to go out there and research uh, which is what a lot of people can't really be bothered to and then it comes down to how much do you really want your goal then how much do you if you're not willing to do x y and z do you really want to achieve the overall goal and it kind of interlinks with time as well you know people say they've got time to go and research go and look at stuff but i can guarantee that most of those people that say they haven't got time to go off and look on youtube and stuff spend plenty of time on social media scrolling through shine mm. so it's prioritizing you basically and not other things like social media yeah awesome um so we're on to our last point now which is injury and health um so elaborate more on what we what we mean by injury and health, um, and then same again, let's get into the points. Okay, so I hear some people say like, or it's commonly said that, you know, I didn't make it to the gym today because of, I'm sore from the previous day, or I'm sore from a few, the last session, whenever it was. So that last session could be that you've done lower body, and then you haven't come in because you're sore when really you can still train upper body, you know, so you don't have to do that area that's sore. Uh, the flip side to that as well is that if you're aching in a certain area, getting blood into that area by training it lightly will actually help it repair because you're putting oxygen, oxygenated blood into the area, you're pumping up, so it'll actually help with recovery. Um, so soreness from gym sessions, you know, just do something different. You can still do something, just take it a little bit easier. Um, and then we've got things from like a, a health perspective. Um, so we've got things like high blood pressure. Um, I can't exercise because I've got high blood pressure and I've done my keel over. Um, you can still go for a walk. It's probably one of the best things for you to do. You could go for a steady cycle. You could still do some sort of resistance training, maybe on the machines rather than um, free weights, which is going to be a little bit easier on the overall effort level. 
uh, and just don't go to complete failure, so where you can't lift anymore, you just keep a couple of reps in the tank, yeah. um, so you're not overexerting yourself, so you don't... I mean, you want to keep it under, if we're talking about the RPE, um, so I can't remember what it breaks down to, but if we're talking about how hard we're working on a scale of 1 to 10, you want to keep it under around maximum of 8. Um, I'd probably even go a little bit lower than that. So, like we've said, um, everything is still okay for you to do if, you, if you've got high blood pressure, but just don't exert yourself too, too hard. Um, don't build up wind. If you've got high blood pressure, you've got no place building up to a one rep max. No. Um, so, keep the weights a little bit lower. Still work hard, but don't work over an eight out of ten, and I'd say an eight out of ten would be max, like very max that we go to. Yeah, I'd say work at around the five. Yeah, um, and probably concentrate more on cardio as well. Yeah. You know, light walking, and um, whether that's on the treadmill or outside, um, just until that blood pressure comes down a bit. And mm -hmm. um, we can still concentrate on diet, you can still concentrate on nutrition, which is going to have an impact on your blood pressure. So just because you're not going super hard on, in the gym or with training, you still focus a lot on nutrition. Be in calorie deficit, eat less, eat smarter food choices or make smarter food choices, more nutrient dense foods and more natural foods. Um, ensure you're in that calorie deficit and that will bring it down. Um, and then we've got obesity as well. So this one, can be a tough one because people can feel like they're under pressure, being stirred at if they are obese. But then the flip side is, if you don't wanna come into the gym and work on that physically, you can't do it from home and concentrate on diet. You can go for a walk. Again, it kind of interlinks with high blood pressure. You know, you, you can focus on the nutrition a lot, make sure you're in a cardiac deficit, eat nutrient dense foods, and then do plenty of walking um, until you feel in you like your body's in a comfortable position for you to then enter a gym and then continue to work on it from that. I mean, a lot of people have lost that weight without coming to the gym. Just by moving that little bit more, deciding to take the stairs instead of the lift, um, changing up their diet yep. massively. Like the gym's not the be all and end all. It's gonna help. Resistance training is definitely gonna help. But if you don't feel confident enough to do that yet, the simplest of changes, will massively impact uh, where you are now. Yeah, 100%, I mean, like, I'm dieting now, and my progress in my diet and my results will be purely because of cardio and um, my diet, not my training in the gym. So cardio is gonna be burning my calories to put me in a calorie deficit, my eating, I'm eating less to put me in a calorie deficit to go alongside my cardio. And my resistance training is just to maintain my muscle mass. That's literally it. So if you're an obese individual, walking or cardio and nutrient-dense foods in a calorie deficit, that'll sort you out. And then you can take care of the muscle mass later on. Yeah, cool. I think, um I think a lot of PTs, and including myself sometimes, can overcomplicate some stuff sometimes and make it sound like it's really hard. But in some situations, it is 
it is just about eating less and moving more. It, in its simplest of forms, that's essentially what you're doing. You've added in cardio and you're eating a lot less than, than you normally would. I know you're tracking, um, you're tracking your calories and obviously that is the best, the best way to know where you are. If you're not tracking your calories, eat less than what you're currently eating, move a lot more than you're currently moving. Awesome. Awesome, next one. Yeah, last one. So we've got, um, still on the injury and health point, but we've just got a little note here to say like, if you're injured in a certain area, you know, it could be that you've got a lower back uh, injury or lower back pain. That, I think, is the most common one. Um, and the best thing for this is to fix it. You know, most of the time, a lower back pain is down to something that's tighter on the hips, and that can be fixed. Five times out of 10, there and then, if not over a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then you've got those rare cases where there is actually something wrong with the lower back, but in most cases it's just tight hips, isn't it? So yeah. you just need to do some loosening around the glutes, around the hips, quads, hamstrings, hip flexors, and potentially to strengthen your erector spinae, strengthen your core, your stomach, and you're pretty much good to go. Yeah. A lot of injuries are caused to tightness and weakness. So by fixing that, uh, it's pretty simple really. By fixing what's weak and some say stretching doesn't work, um, it's only short term. It's got to place. Yeah, I find that stretching and then strengthening it helps massively. Um, and it's just about it's just about knowing them signs of, of what things are. Um, so your best bet is find a coach that's experienced with it. If you can't find a coach, if you haven't got access to a coach or can't afford a coach, get as much information online as you can. Um, maybe even go and see a coach. Yeah, seek advice. And yeah, just get advice. I know a lot of coaches will do a movement assessment or a posture assessment and they won't charge for it. Uh, so go and see a coach and find out what's wrong. Go and have a consultation with a physio, find out what's wrong, find out what you you can go and, away and do. Um, and even if they do charge, it's that it's like one-off cost and it's gonna make a massive difference yeah. to that injury. 100%. Um, and then you've got things like if you've got a bad shoulder or let's say a bad knee. For those who have a bad shoulder, you could still train lower body, you could still do cardio, you could just avoid anything that is going to use the shoulder. And then the one with the sore knee, you just do upper body, you do seated things, and you just avoid putting impact on that knee. There's always things around what you can do if, you're, if you've got an injury. Unless you're sport specific, um, there's probably no reason why you still can't do something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's everything. Uh, that is all seven points that we've gone through. Um, so I hope you've learned something. I hope I hope you've um, enjoyed the last two episodes, this one and the last one. If you need to go back and re-listen to the last one um, to 
go through some of the some of the points. Um, we did time, motivation, tiredness, and money as barriers in the last episode. Um, so if you missed that one, definitely go and listen because we do continue on this one from where we left off on that last one. Um, but that is all from us today. We'll be back next week with a different topic. If you have any questions, send them in. Um, because the more questions we get, the more topics we can come up with. So thank you everyone for listening. And remember, make being progressive a habit.